what is up my wonderful people welcome back to screw it let's do it As we all know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that may mean a lot of different things to each of you who are listening. Like I've said in the past, with things like Mental Health Awareness Month or Suicide Prevention Month, they're really topics that need to be talked about not just one month out of the year, but all the time. They're topics we need to be discussing. And I do recognize many of these conversations are extremely difficult to have, but usually it's the hard conversations that are very worth having. So I felt like this was a good time to at least start having these conversations on this podcast. And we've had a few other discussions that were pretty hard to have as well. But today, we're going to hear from two strong women about their experiences with breast cancer treatments or prevention. We have the opportunity to get a few different perspectives, and I am so, so thankful that these wonderful women were willing to share their experiences with all of us. Breast cancer awareness has always been a pretty important topic to me, but recently it has taken on a bit of a different meaning for me. My grandma was diagnosed with breast cancer before I was born. She was around 50 years old at the time, and she fought it. My aunt was diagnosed in 2020, right during the pandemic, and she's currently in remission. I love her, and she was a really strong cookie through all of her treatments. So breast cancer is definitely a hereditary issue for me. This led to my dad getting genetic testing done. He ended up finding out that he was BRCA2 positive. After talking with my own personal doctor, I decided I would also have genetic testing done. She did, though, make me feel extremely comfortable about the whole process and really explained to me my different options and how nothing needed to be rushed for me. Now, I know some people see cons in genetic testing, like increased levels of stress and anxiety and just a worry about the future, and I totally get that. I really do. But for me personally, the pros outweighed the cons. My mom and I actually went and did the genetic testing together. We went at the beginning of this year, so right in January. We got our blood drawn and had a pretty large panel done of all of these different possible gene mutations. Um, I was just kind of curious about all of them that I could have a mutation on, but we were really focused on the different BRCA genes. It took some time to get the results back, but they were what I expected. Not what I had hoped, but what I expected. I am positive for the BRCA2 gene mutation, So let me kind of break that down for you if you have no idea what that means because I really didn't know either. About one in every 500 women in the U.S. have a mutation in either their BRCA1 or their BRCA2 genes. About 13% of women in the general population will develop breast cancer sometime during their lives. Only about 13%. By contrast, 
45 to 69 percent of women who inherit a BRCA2 variant or the gene mutation that I have will develop breast cancer by 70 to 80 years of age. Yeah, those statistics were pretty scary to hear at first, if I'm being honest, and it was all a bit overwhelming. And I kind of went into it all blindly. I didn't have a knowledge on this at all, and I still don't really have um, the biggest knowledge of what this means. Um, But essentially, I did do this genetic testing so that I could start being more proactive and aware. If you have a BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene mutation in your 20s, an annual breast MRI begins at age 25, or 10 years younger than the earliest age of a specific breast cancer diagnosis in your family. And this definitely isn't me trying to scare you into getting genetic testing done. The BRCA gene test is actually usually only offered to those who are likely to have an inherited mutation based on a family history of breast cancer or personal history. To be completely honest, I still don't fully understand what this means for me, and I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do about it. Maybe a mastectomy in the future. I don't know. But I do have options. And I've learned that you have to accept what you can't control and change what you can. And for me right now, that's doing self-checks and earlier screening and just trying to be healthier and aware about my body. I don't have to know what I want to do right in this moment, but it is something that I will have to think about in the future. I think this is a pretty good segue into our first story. Here in a second, we will hear Bonnie's story and the decision that she made that was best for her. I'm very, very inspired by her ability to face her fears head on, and I love that she uses her platform to educate others about this topic because while a lot of people do know that breast cancer exists, many aspects are not at all spoken about. All of the different types, the different gene mutations, everything, it's, it's a lot that people don't know. Her page has been really helpful to me personally. My name is Bonnie Schroeder. I am 35 years old and I currently live in St. Louis, Missouri. I was actually diagnosed with the BRCA1 gene mutation when I was 26 years old. The reason I got tested was because of my sister. She is actually a doctor and works in genetic research And she suggested that we get tested because at the time my mom had breast cancer and my dad was dealing with prostate cancer. So we got tested and at the time I thought it would be a waste of money, a waste of time and was really just doing it to satisfy my sister. Um, And it turns out that it was the best thing I ever did because I tested positive for the BRCA1 mutation. So... At 26 years old, I don't feel like I was that equipped to handle this diagnosis. And I was really mad for a long time. And I was in denial about it as well. 
I didn't want to look at that. I didn't want to look at this big, ugly, scary thing that I would someday have to deal with. So I didn't go to my appointments at first. I didn't go to my regular screenings. Um, They suggested annual mammograms, annual transvaginal ultrasounds, and uh, chest MRIs as well as ultrasounds uh, on my breasts as well. And I didn't go to some of those appointments because I thought it was, it was scary. You know, going to those appointments made it real. So I, I finally got over that or accepted it enough to a point where I would at least go to the appointments. And I stayed on top of the regular screening and protocols for a couple years and in 2020, I was finding all types of lumps in my right breast and I was getting these all checked and biopsied and every one of them had been fine. But every time I went to the doctor, I kept feeling like this is it. This is it. This is the one that's going to be cancer. And luckily, none of it was. But I was so tired of being afraid and having all these doctor's appointments looming over me that I decided I was over it. I was going to get my mastectomy scheduled and I was going to get this done. You know, I finally was at a point where I was at a really good place with myself. Um, I have a very supportive partner. I was in a good place emotionally, financially, and I could have this done. So I got it on the calendar And once I had the official date set, then I started talking about my diagnosis online using my social media platform. And as soon as I started talking about it, again, that makes it more real all over again. But as soon as I started talking about it, I had so many people reaching out, um, sharing their own stories, sharing their experiences and their fears And so many of these people were afraid to get tested, afraid of what that would mean, afraid to have the surgeries. And I just realized that I should have spoken out about it sooner because it made me feel not as alone. It made these other people realize they weren't alone. And having that shared community can be so impactful and way more impactful than I realized it would be. But I I had my mastectomy in May of 2021. So it's been a year and a half since I've had my mastectomy. I had a prophylactic mastectomy and went direct to implant. My recovery was luckily pretty smooth. I was back to lifting and cardio within two weeks and back to lifting upper body within a month. So really the whole process was incredibly smooth and I'm so glad I did it. It was the best move I've ever made. You know, my risks of breast cancer were about 85% and having the mastectomy brought it down to about 4%. So there are more surgeries in my future. I will be getting my ovaries, tubes, possibly uterus, possibly just doing the whole hysterectomy um, at some point. So we are not, we're not done with everything yet. The journey isn't over yet, Uh, but I feel so much more comfortable talking about it 
being open about it, connecting with other people who are experiencing the same thing. And really what was the most impactful takeaway for me from this whole experience was the power of communication. If we don't talk about it, it's so isolating. You don't know who's going through the same struggle because there is someone going through the same struggle. So it's been... It's been a blessing having my social media platform and being able to use that for good. It's the most important thing I will ever spread awareness about. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have that. So I, I try to use it for that purpose and encouraging people to be their own advocate because no one will be that for you. So having the knowledge, having the power, knowing your options, knowing what surgeries are available to you. It's a game changer. There's no reason to be living in fear or ignorance anymore. We have all the information of the world of all time at our fingertips. So knowing your risks, being an advocate for yourself, and connecting with others have been my key takeaways from my experiences with genetic disorders and breast cancer. Bonnie, thank you so, so much for sharing your story with us. I think there are so many takeaways from what she said. One of the main ones being that she contemplated her options and in the end made the decision that was best for her personally. And she advocated for herself. I also loved how she emphasized the importance of conversation. We need to be brave enough to start a conversation that matters. Because when we don't talk about our experiences, we're losing the opportunity to show someone that they're not alone. Shared experiences encourage us to become more aware, more mindful of ourselves and our feelings. Also, please make sure to go check out Bonnie's page on Instagram. She really is awesome. I will link her at in the show notes so you can go find her. Our next story comes from Deanne, a breast cancer survivor. She touches upon the difference that annual screenings can truly make and how important that they really are. Here's what breast cancer awareness means to her. Hi, my name's Deanne and I'm a breast cancer survivor. I think if I could share anything with people that are listening today, it would be the importance of annual screenings. I am 100% positive that I am sitting here talking to you today because I did get my screening and my cancer was discovered at a very early stage because of that. Now, I was a little bit late in getting my screening and I could have easily thought, eh, maybe I'll wait a year, I'll just wait till my next appointment, but fortunately I didn't. I went ahead and made another appointment and went in and thank goodness I did. My cancer was discovered to be a very invasive, very aggressive type cancer. And I think if I had skipped that appointment, if I had waited a year, um, my, my story probably would have turned out very differently. And so I'm I'm lucky and you know I think it's a testament to how important regular annual screenings are. I think the other thing I would share is that you know just because you might be young and healthy that doesn't make it any less important. 
I was diagnosed at the age of 47. I was healthy. I was active. I had no family history. My cancer was not palpable, so I hadn't even developed a lump or anything. So it was undetectable, you know, by feel. So it was, you know, a blessing that I had gone in and gotten the mammogram. And ironically, five years later, I was pestering my mom because she hadn't gotten her mammogram. And when I was visiting her, um, I, I took her to get a mammogram and lo and behold, they discovered a very similar cancer um, for her. Now she's been treated and she's fine now, but you know, even at an older age in her 70s, you know, she was diagnosed. So young or old, those mammograms are just so, so important. Uh, I think the other thing I would share is um, that, you know, the diagnosis when you hear the word cancer for anyone, any type of cancer, but in, in my case, it was breast cancer, you know, you hear the word and everything kind of falls away around you and it's hard to to digest what's happening. But I had tons of questions. I had met with, you know, the first surgeon and, you know, found out I was going to need surgery and um, that would be followed by chemotherapy. And then I would also need radiation therapy if I did breast conservation um, surgery. So it was a lot to digest. And I had so many questions and I didn't feel like I had enough information and, and the answers I needed to make a good decision on what was best for, for me, what, what, you know, what treatment plan made me comfortable. So I, I made the choice to go visit another doctor, talk to some other surgeons, talk to other people that had been through it. And I felt so much better after I did that. I was able to take, you know, the professional opin- opinions from two different surgeons and a couple of nurses and um, make it what I felt like was the best decision for me. So don't ever hesitate to go get a second opinion. Um, finding a surgeon and a physician, oncologist, the people, the care team that's going to work with you, it's so important that you feel comfortable with that care team. You, you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. So you want to be, you know, confident and comfortable and, and, you know, they're professionals. They absolutely understand if you want to get a second opinion. So, so I encourage people to do that as well until you, you know, feel like you can make a good decision. Uh, beyond that, I'm like, you know, just embrace the people that are around you who want to help. Um, sometimes all they can do is bring you a meal, check in on you, give you a ride to chemo, whatever it might be. Um, don't be too proud to, to accept that help. I mean, it's so, it's so important, you know, making sure you've got that emotional support system. So get your annual mammograms. And if you do get diagnosed, just know that there are thousands of pink warriors standing strong with you. Deanne, I am so appreciative that you were willing to share your story with us. I love your emphasis on how it really is okay to go out and get a second opinion. That no one is going to be mad at you for doing that. And to always ask questions. Asking questions really is the first way to begin change. 
you are truly an inspiration and i am so happy that you're here with us today and you were able to share the story there are still so many aspects of breast cancer that we will never understand unless we experience it and hopefully none of you listening ever will have to experience it i pray that you don't but i think by bringing awareness to this topic We bring about new knowledge and just an understanding that is very important. Most people don't know that there are many different types of breast cancer, such as metastatic breast cancer, inflammatory breast cancer, ductal carcinoma, lobular carcinoma, and more. I believe educating women on what they can do to be proactive with their breast health is very important. Knowledge in early detection really does save lives. My goal with today's episode was to kind of help people gain a new perspective on what breast cancer can mean for so many people, and just to start having conversations and talking about it more. Like Bonnie said earlier, that is very important. I really want to utilize this passion project that is my podcast to help other people who may be struggling or just to help people learn new things or help people have a better day. I also do want to remind you, every single one of you that are listening, you are not alone in your loneliness, in your feelings, or anything. And never be scared to ask for something, for help or whatever it may be. It might just be exactly what you need in the moment. Once again, thank you so much to each of you who participated in today's podcast episode. You are truly such amazing, powerful women, and I'm very lucky to have had this opportunity to listen to your story. You definitely will help many, many people with your words. To those fighting right now, I'm sure the road ahead of you looks scary And I'm sure you've had many days where you just want to give up. You are not alone, and people will be there to support you throughout the way. All of us listening will be there for you. Your courage and endurance is inspiring. Keep pushing. You got this. And we're all behind you. I wanted to do a little bit more with this specific podcast episode, So I've decided to do a Facebook fundraiser for the Susan G. Komen Foundation. It's a nonprofit that helps with treatment assistance, with things like financials, and they also have this breast care helpline that offers support from trained oncology workers to provide resources and just knowledge to anyone who needs it, which I think is super cool. My hometown has always held a more than pink walk for this foundation, so I thought it would be cool to kind of share more info about this foundation in a new and different way. I will link my Facebook page in the show notes. Please, please, please feel free to donate. Really, anything helps. A dollar, 50 cents, anything. I do have a goal for $150, so hopefully we can reach that or go beyond that. I will probably be linking it on my Instagram and definitely on the podcast Instagram, so just make sure to look out for it.
thank you all so so much for listening i hope you enjoyed and i hope you learned something new and just a reminder to do your self checks early detection matters and i will see you in the next one love you all Thank you.